Women as One promotes talent in medicine by bringing the unique talents of women to the forefront. We believe that, as one, women can use their collective voice to change the landscape of medicine. My name is Michelle Kittleson. I am at Cedars-Sinai in Los Angeles at the Smith Heart Institute. I'm professor of medicine, director of heart failure research, and director of education in heart failure and transplantation. In general, I'm not a fan of social media, or I should say I don't understand social media. Facebook, for example, I probably joined, I don't know, 2008 or something when it was all the rage, and half of my friends are patients and the other half are people I knew in high school, and I can't imagine that that disparate audience would care about anything that I possibly post, so I've never quite understood the medium of social media. And then I was rounding with my fellows and ranting, as I often do, about this, that, or the other, about patient management. And my fellows said, you should be putting these pearls on Twitter. And I said, no, no, no. What I ate for breakfast is of no concern to anyone. I don't chronicle my life on social media. Then we were rounding again, and he brought up some really cool study. And I said, oh, my gosh, I haven't seen that study before. And he said, you would if you were on Twitter. So he inspired me, and being the Luddite that I am, he helped me to set up my account. And this was November 2018. And then I kind of spent a few months just really enthralled by the power of the medium. I loved the passionate discussions about new trials, the passionate discussions about patient management, the funny controversies that seemed to ensue, and everything about it was very interesting to me. I didn't start posting for a while because I just was really, I didn't feel like I had much to say at first and just wanted to get a sense of how people used it and what I could gain from it. I think there are four types of medical tweets. There is the promotion of self, aka the humble brag. There is the promotion of others. There is the funny and there's the useful. So I adore the funny tweets. I mean, the medical humor is amazing. I am not funny, but I can appreciate humor. And so I love those. The useful tweets are incredible. I don't find as much use for the promotion of self or others. And I think most other people on Twitter don't find that useful either. So I've tried my best to stay away from the promotion of self. I should backtrack and say promotion of others is lovely. And I think that's how you can gain people's audiences when they have something important to say. But the promotion of self, I don't think comes across well through the medium of Twitter. But I like the funny, I like the useful, and I like to promote others who have great ideas. So when I was figuring out where I would fit into Twitter, that's kind of where I wanted to go, was do I have something to say that could be useful to other people and and put it out there? So well before there was hashtag Kittleson rules, there were Kittleson rules. I would be on rounds every day and I'd say things like, Kittleson rule number one, blah, blah, blah. And in fact, I had a fellow years ago who actually compiled a list of 30-some-odd Kittleson rules from going on rounds with me every day for months and emailed them to me. And I was like, wow, I guess I do actually say all those things over and over again. And so for me, it's when I find 
a pearl that I think is really useful to help a patient understand something, help a trainee understand something. A common problem I see where trainees tend to think about things the wrong way and I can help them clear up a misconception. So for me, that's the lightning test. If I would say it on rounds to a trainee in order to help them learn or say it to a patient to help them understand something better, then to me, it becomes a hashtag Kittleson rule that I post on Twitter. So everything is inspired by real life. The most recent Kittleson rule would be yesterday. And I said that when you're seeing a patient If their spouse or partner rolls their eyes, sighs, looks annoyed, try to figure out why, you'll learn a lot from dynamics. So when I post these things, the litmus test being, would a trainee or a patient benefit from this explanation? Then I know that people with a lot of experience who read them will say, of course, I know that. This isn't revolutionary or life-changing or she's not inventing a new science of medicine. There's a familiarity and a buy-in. But for docs who are inexperienced, I think it's useful. They can learn from things I wish I had done better without having to make the mistake or stumble themselves. There was a Kittleson rule a few months ago where I said, when you're doing mental status examination on a patient, make sure they've got their hearing aids, eyeglasses, dentures in place, because otherwise it's not a fair fight and you may classify them as having a deficiency that they don't have. Where did I come up with that? Because I did that to a patient once. Or there's another Kittleson rule, when you walk into a patient's room, Don't assume that the person accompanying them is a wife versus a daughter or a husband versus a son, because if you are wrong, it is very hard to recover from that misstep. And so things like that, any doc in practice will say, of course, yes, happened to me. But hopefully a trainee reading that will say, aha, I will make sure not to do that again. And the way I I kind of envision the Kittleson rules I don't know if they still have these in our digital age, but those little desk calendars, which is like a joke a day or an inspirational quote a day, and you'd like rip off the page every time there was a new one. I feel like that's what Kittleson rules are. Like you log in in the morning, aha, this is my, you know, Kittleson rule of the day. And then you go on with your day. So I have the most amazing respect for these incredible tutorials that people do. But that's kind of not me. I want to give you few characters of something that may help you and then go on, enjoy your day, do something else. No one is more surprised than I by my affinity for and success in Twitter. Like I said, I'm not a social media maven by any stretch of the imagination. I feel grateful that people identify and find it useful, but I think it's also important when tweeting to not necessarily think about how many followers you're going to gain or how many likes you're going to get from a certain tweet. And maybe that sounds like facile or Pollyanna-ish, but I think it's true. Not that there are probably people out there who are very good at engineering tweets for likes. I'm sure such people exist, but I think by doing so, you're going to kind of paint yourself into a corner. You know, I remember reading something sometime about how every time you look at a social media thing, 
it's like you get a hit of some good neurotransmitter in your brain akin to like a drug or chocolate or something like that. And that can be dangerous, I think, certainly not at my small level of influence. But at, at, at any level, you like it when people like you. But I think it's important not to then pander to those likes. So what I try to do to combat against that is I often turn off the notifications of my posts for the first 24 hours. And I do that because I don't want to have to go through my day saying, gosh, do people like it? Do people not like it? Oh my gosh, what, what's going on? Because I don't think that's necessarily healthy or good for me during my day. Though I do have this thing where I always go back and read every comment because I feel grateful. And when people take the time and trouble to comment, I want to know what they say. But that constant rechecking to see where I am, I think can be maladaptive. So that's one strategy I've used to keep Twitter something that's fun and useful, but doesn't take up a huge amount of time. So the other thing I love besides cardiology is cooking. And I love cooking shows, cooking websites, all that stuff. And I discovered, you know, my favorite cooking website of all time is Smitten Kitchen. It's this woman who lives in New York, and I think she used to be a copy editor, and she loved to cook, so she'd post these recipes. And lo and behold, fast forward years, and she has two best New York Times best-selling cookbooks, a fantastic website that she you know, refreshes on a weekly basis with new amazing recipes. But it was very organic. She loved to cook. She wanted to think of ways to disseminate her love for cooking and it's turned very naturally because she had such amazing quality and content into this success story. Now I contrast that with this show that was on the Food Network years ago called The Next Food Network Star. And I used to watch the early episode seasons of it. And at first it was kind of interesting, oh, let me take this person who loves to cook and give them the tools they can become to be a star on the Food Network. But then as the seasons went on, you're like, wait a minute. There's a formula here, and they're grooming these people. They gotta give the personal anecdote. They gotta make the easy recipe. They gotta smile while they're taking a bite and say how amazing it is. And it felt so stale and rehearsed, and I felt kind of cheated out of the experience. So you contrast someone who just had a love for it and became very successful versus someone who was engineered into the role and there was a difference there. And so when I think about something like Twitter, I think if you put yourself out there because you have something you think is important to say, in the best case scenario, that will be embraced and you will be successful doing it. In the worst case scenario, okay, maybe you won't, but it's an even worse case scenario, I think, to try to manufacture yourself in such a way to get the audience. I think that does you in the end a disservice. So I guess the way I think about it is I feel really lucky. I don't really know how I had the, I suppose, audacity, you know, a year ago to even create the hashtag Kittleson Rules. And I, again, I'm very lucky that people liked it and appreciated the sincerity behind it and, and went with that. It could have gone the other way, but I don't think I would have done anything differently. Regardless, I just want to put things out there that I feel are useful for people. 